Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. seems to get involved, He's, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined on this glorious Thursday afternoon where you and I accidentally are going live at a more, I think, optimal situation or time okay. for people to tune in, right? All Normally right. you and I record at like 10 your time, 12 my time. Right. And nobody, like, you can't really... You can't really, you know, not work at ten o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah, so you're saying you're saying you want you're you're trying to target the uh, the lunchtime, the Pacific time zone lunchtime crowd here. Yeah, yeah, and that was actually when we were doing the hook on like Fridays, right? I I you know, then you could probably go live at noon my time, ten your time, because nobody wants to work on a Friday, but like on a Thursday. You still kind of have to work. Well, I think didn't I we start? I think we started at nine o'clock in the morning. And then that moved to 10. And then um, shortly before the unfortunate uh, demise of, it wasn't the demise of the hook, it's the demise of the, shortly the, yeah. before the demise of the hook. When the Me, hook I died. Well, well, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I think you, you switched it to 11, which I like argued against, but you switched it to 11 my time, one your time, because that had a better chance of uh, yeah. grabbing the the lunchtime crowd on in the Pacific time zone, where most Lakers fans are. Uh, but I think we only got to test that theory for a week or two before <laughs> before, before the unpleasantness, let's call it that. Um, yeah, we are... Uh, but what makes this we Thursday glorious, by the way? What's that? You called this Thursday a glorious Thursday. What makes it glorious? Because we're talking. How about that? Well, then I guess every Thursday is glorious. Yeah, most of them. Um, so today, though, we are going to be talking about... Uh, Christian Wood and Bismack Biombo and Wenyan Gabriel and and how Jamichael, strawberry lemonade seltzer water is Jamichael Green and <laughs> basically anybody the Lakers can bring into their 14th roster spot, which you and I agree is probably going to be used on a center of some type. Um is, is probably how I see this going. That is the glaring hole left to fill on this roster. Oh, Before we Rob, get to Rob that... Has, Rob has admitted as such that, that it's that the team yeah. is looking for another big for the 14th spot. And I don't think it took Rob admitting as such. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like we don't have to speculate, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. We don't have to both think it's going to a center of some sort, to use uh, your language. It's going to a big. Rob told us that. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, though, 
I have two important things uh, to to get to. Okay. One, I added to our library of sound and video this. Alright. You know what the best part about that is? They're all on but, drugs. Well, I mean, I mean Except I you, for like you, AC if Green. You've watched, if you've watched Winning Time, then uh, <laughs> uh the second season I think is coming out pretty soon. Uh but yeah. if you've watched Winning Time, you have a I don't know, a guess of, of what those times were like. But that was also what they're all wearing probably, sunglasses, which is kind of a dead like giveaway. Probably early, early mid eighties, right? I'm guessing sometime yeah. in there. That's you know, whatever, eighty three, eighty five, somewhere in there. Um, I didn't look at the roster close enough to to make that determination which which season it is. But so that's what, you know, 40 years ago or so, 38, 40 years ago or so. Yeah. Pat Riley is is probably like 60 in, the, in those <laughs> clips and he looks great. <laughs> Pat Riley is like 112 years old right now and is still the best looking dude everywhere he goes. It's it's legitimately unbelievable how like it's not just good looking, but it's like the charisma and suave. I'm like legitimately jealous of like the amounts of of game that that guy has at like 135. I don't that, know if he has game, but he definitely has a presence about him and has some uh, some charisma and some swag and some. He's yeah. quite debonair to use a, a word from yeah. from those days, which is funny given like where he started. If you watch Winning Time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I he didn't that, always I have that. Very that. Interesting. I thought it was very interesting. I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, none of the stuff they didn't he's get it from nowhere, but mm-hmm. he's pissed at everything. Pat Riley hates everything. He just hates everything. Um, these days, maybe even you know what? I'm gonna leave Jerry West alone. Um, I don't know how accurate that was. I, you know, obviously, I don't. I have met Pat a few times, but I, don't, I wouldn't say that I really know him. So I don't know how like. I don't know. Destitute is probably not the right word, but how like without purpose he seemed at the beginning of the show when he was kind of oh, wandering yeah. around the beach and mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with himself when he was done playing, um, and then kind of like slinked into uh, assisting Chip, uh, excuse me, Chick. And uh, so I, yeah, I don't know how accurate that was, but if it, you know, it's probably somewhat accurate just with the volume turned up, like like the rest of the stuff, the rest of the characters. Um, but if that's the case, then yeah, he he's come quite a long way in, <laughs> in those forty some years. Um, the other bit of big news here before we get to Christian Wood and as people file into um, the viewing experience here, and as Aaron filibusters, and as Aaron filibusters before we get to Christian Wood, is um, so out here when it comes to ice cream, there are basically like two options. Well, three if you count like Bluebell, which you can get from like any grocery store or gas station whatever um that is the best ice cream out here the the bluebell stuff is the best stuff out here um but if that isn't the direction that you want to go to and and you want to go to like an ice cream specific place you can either go to dairy queen or you can go to baskin robbins um all right no cold stone nope haven't seen a cold stone out here. Okay. Um, and so for a while, because Dairy Queen only really offers their soft serve, which is all basically vanilla that you can add toppings to, but is basically vanilla. Avery's favorite favorite ice cream for a long time, for I would say the vast majority of her life, has been vanilla ice cream. Okay. And that really scared me. Nobody's favorite flavor of ice cream should be vanilla. 
vanilla's good. It's fine. No, nobody's favorite anything should be vanilla. Nothing. Vanilla's it's like fine. saying like your favorite fruit is a banana. Like, no, it can't be. I refuse. Hmm. Like okay. your favorite, your favorite salad dressing is ranch. Nope. No, 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 ranch no, no. Disgusting. Yeah, I mean, haven't we done this before? That that like that white condiments are bad. Yeah, generally, like mayo. Not mayo is the worst. I will not eat mayonnaise. Yeah, like a drop of mayonnaise in anything ruins it. Mayonnaise is terrible. Ranch is awful. Yeah. Well, like blue blue cheese dressing also kind of shitty. Blue cheese is better. Sour cream's not particularly good. Yeah, Uh, has has to be like certain situations where it's like not not really good. Um. Right, because all the best stuff you make with sour cream, you have to put a bunch of stuff in it, like like toasted onion dip, French onion dip or whatever is delicious because yeah. you put a bunch of MSG and dehydrated <laughs> onion pieces in it and stir it around and get some chips. Now you're talking, but sour cream by itself, no, that's not good. Uh, so, um, well, anyway, for the vast majority of Avery's life, which, again, she's four years old, so we aren't talking for that long, but I would ask her, like, what's your favorite flavor ice cream what's your favorite kind of ice cream and she go vanilla it's like like gallinari it hurts me it hurts me you know um so finally i took her to baskin robbins and i introduced her to rainbow sherbet Mm -hmm. and today her uh gg and pop pops stopped by to pick her up and take her out for ice cream and apparently went they went to dairy queen is that is that your parents or your wife's parents uh wife's parents my Mm in-laws um so gg pop pop take avery to uh to to dairy queen and they ask her what kind of ice cream Uh-oh. she wants and she goes Uh-oh. she goes <laughs> she goes rainbow sherbet and you go what <laughs> <laughs> no, we, ain't, we ain't got that no no man we ain't got that here uh, <laughs> well, y'all don't have no you don't have no uh ice cream trucks that that go around your little hood your little no. non-hood your little private gated community only they don't go around somebody... your cul-de-sac only if somebody rents one specific to come into the neighborhood. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Which those are fun because those will serve like alcohol. That is white people renting an ice cream. Actually, the one time it's happened was the black family across the street um, rented the ice cream. They welcomed you in, so I have concerns about them. And I told you, (laughs) Texas black people are a different breed of black people. Those are different black people. Texas black people are like country, kind of like the Deep South. But then they've got like cowboy vibes with the belt buckles and drinking Coors Lights. And I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was, you, um, you, you guys were playing dominoes across the street, though. So that's it a was, point in yeah. their favor. Okay. They were drinking Bush Lights when I, when oh, I showed God. up. Oh, God. Yeah. No, that's not. Okay. But it was like they, they also had like a, a cocktail counter or like a hard, you know, hard liquor counter. How much Hennessy was there? It's like three bottles. Okay. All right. All right okay. Now was, we're talking. It was a good amount of Crown yeah. Royal. Crown Royal? Yep. Okay, and apple uh, okay no so, no well and i said they had both i said they had both okay the the apple one is disgusting disgusting the, all the flavored ones are disgusting they're way too sweet yeah the, the, the um, maple is awful the vanilla is awful oh 
Yeah. Terrible. Again, Terrible. vanilla, anything, not great. And then, so, so yeah, so Pop Pop calls and, and goes, hey, um, where do we find Rainbow Sherbert? And we had to tell him that there's a, there's a Baskin Robbins down the street. And that made me really happy. Like, like actually a proud father that my, that my almost four year old daughters is saying that she likes flavored ice cream. That was, that was good to All see. Right. They like it. So um, you gotta go, we gotta, we gotta, do they have Benihana close to you? You know, at the end of Benihana, you get the, the vanilla, the green tea and the rainbow sherbet. You can make her choice, make your selection actually, at the, any time. The Benihana close to us is actually called Kobe, Kobe Steakhouse. Um, Benihana. It's the same stuff. No, it's not. It's not Benihana unless it's Benihana. It's the same stuff. They use the same dressings. They use the same sauces. It can be a teppanyaki style place. Not hibachi. Hibachi is different. Those are teppanyaki. It can be a teppanyaki place, but that does not make it Benihana. Benihana is very specific to Benihana. They may use they may use similar ingredients. Similar it's all the same stuff. It is not. It's like it's slightly sweeter than the than oh, the. Oh, so then it's not the same. It's like slightly sweeter. Like it's it, not the same. I, it's not when you come out here, I'll take you there, and you could tell me how close it is to Benihana. Anyway, am I going to get you to drive to Dallas at the beginning of September? I'm going to Dallas in the beginning of September. For what? My California Golden Bears. Oh wait, by the way, yeah, my California Golden Bears. Mom's hat. Shout out, mm -hmm. Montana. Uh, my California Golden Bears are actually traveling to Denton, Texas to play uh, the University of North Texas. So I will be in Dallas for a few days. Um, Saturday the 2nd is... Uh, is they is might win that one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How absurd is it that a Pac-12 team... A, you know what? They're traveling yeah. to North Texas. What, you don't go on the road to these... Never mind. I, yeah. All right, uh, we've we've filibustered long thing, enough. Yeah, the one thing I would like to talk about less than, <laughs> than the Cowboys talking about potential Lakers moves is how bad Cal football is. Okay, let's go. All right, now, so now I'm in the right frame of mind. Minutes before we recorded, and I guess oh. I'll, I'll put it in the uh, I will put it in the comments here. I haven't been on Twitter recently. What do I need to? What did I miss? Oh, I just something I wrote. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing crazy um but i wrote about the um the, the the center situation and the post which is now for those of you who would like to subscribe is now in the comments um but yeah so i wrote about like the, you know the latest that i have heard and the latest that is being reported and 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 um a little bit on rob palinka's comments about the uh the position and the direction that the lakers would like to take there and um and i i just kind of like filled everybody in as best i could on like what is taking so long for this to develop and you know it was funny that the the, the free agency period the offseason was really just kind of like humming along and then damian lillard requests a trade james harden requests a trade and the offseason stopped <laughs> like the <laughs> the offseason i mean yes it was kind yeah. of at the end anyway that just like took it from 90 percent complete to now it's like complete <laughs> traffic jam yeah it was like slow on the 405 yeah, and it was gonna take you. It was gonna take you an hour from like Santa Monica to get to the airport. It was. It was like. It was like you know, it, uh, an accident had just happened, 
and everybody started slowing down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and now so it's like, like a 12 you're kind of like moving up. and now you're like, oh, come on. Yes. You know, now it's completely stopped. Yes. Um, it, was, it was close to done anyway. So, yeah. I, and, and that's basically what I said. Like, that's what that's what the difference is between this current situation and say, like, when Kawhi was making his decision that was holding up the entirety of the league, basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, that offseason still hadn't really figured a, a whole bunch of stuff out this time. Most teams are just kind of filling out their roster. You have ten or so guys on your team, and and you're figuring out how many Wait, how many 10? guys. Well, like like there are some teams I think that had, still have like nine roster spots no. filled. No, that's not possible. I think there are. I think no, there's like a no, handful. No, find no, find me somebody. That's not possible. I, there's I nobody. There's no free agents it. left. I just saw a tweet about it. There are from no somebody free, I trust. There are so. no free agents left. So you're getting like. There's at least three that you and I are going to talk about. Yeah, but you're just, but they're all minimum guys. My point is, there are plenty of oh, free like agents the, left, but there's nobody mm-hmm. like they're all minimum guys. Yeah, well, but that's that's my point okay. though. Is that like okay. you, you're filling out like the last few minimum guys on your yeah, roster, after, depending like, on how many after you need. After all the minimum guys that everybody wants have already decided. I mean, I'm not saying the choice. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's, all right. The, the whole the title of this thing is called "If Not Christian right. Wood, Then okay. What?" Right. Okay. So, like that is that is kind of that that I mean, does. Well, lay if the we're averaging it out, maybe it's okay because I think OKC, I believe at present has 19 <laughs> rostered guys. So yeah. they're going to have to make some decisions because you cannot go to camp with 19 guys. Rudy Gay, um, Oklahoma City Thunder legend. Is, well, that's why is. they. Uh, that's why they they had to get rid of him because yeah he, i think he was the 20th i think they still have 19 yeah they, they 20. still have work to do um to yeah get under- four guys they still have to get rid of four guys <laughs> actually i think you can go to camp with 17 but uh yeah at i mean uh once once the season starts you can only have 15 right so um the the situation as we know it um or is is the best that you can talk about it and and the best that i can explain it is that you have free agents right now who it behooves them and their team to wait this out because they know what op- offers and options are already out, out there on the table. And once they make that decision, you have opportunity cost that, you know, if a trade happens, if OKC does whatever they're going to do and and whatever, um, you know, if, if Chicago decides to use their injured player exception, um, you don't want to cost yourself that opportunity by making a decision right now. That's why it was so surprising that Dario Saric would um, would make his decision when he did to sign with the Golden State Warriors um, before he necessarily had to. But anyway, um, the, the Lakers, as uh, I am told, and as has been reported, and frankly, as Rob Polinka basically came out and said... When he said he prefers a center who can space the floor to play potentially next Anthony Davis, the Lakers are interested in Christian Wood. I think mean, he is the guy that is at the at the very top of their free agency um, preference list. That's sort of what he said. What huh? he said was what he said was. Well, he didn't say Christian he, Wood specifically. No, no, no. no but, but he, he said, also, but he, he phrased it a little differently. What he said was not specifically somebody to play alongside Anthony Davis. But what he said is it makes sense. It probably makes, yes, we're, it's another big, and it probably makes sense to have a varied skill set for choices among yeah. those bigs. 
So yeah. that intimates that you want somebody to space the floor because that's not what Jackson Hayes does. So, which intimates that Christian Wood is there is the guy at the top of their free agency list. You know, uh, take from that whatever <laughs> you will, but I do not think that that is a stretch. That it's a, it's not a stretch of logic to yeah. to intimate that. I would I would not claim that that's it does not strain credulity to intimate that about that. <laughs> so uh, now. As I was writing uh, what I put up today for Substack, I was doing some asking around, and it isn't necessarily a consensus stance that Christian Wood is everybody's preference within the Lakers. There is some preference there to bring in more of a bruising type, whether that's Bismack Biombo or bringing back uh, Tristan Thompson. Um that the Lakers would maybe look a little bit like a little bit more muscle to deal with the Nikola Jokic's of the world. And, you know, the, the, the center position in general in the West is bigger, I think, than people think. You know, you have Jokic, you have Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, you have Zion Williamson and the Viking that they have next to him. Steven Adams eventually is going to be healthy. You're talking again about for, for, Yeah, there you go. Um, you have Steven Adams playing for Memphis and you have Jaron Jackson Jr. playing for Memphis as well. So like there is a lot of size up front in the Western conference and, and I can understand why the Lakers zoo, would... zoo and Plumlee are big boys. Yeah. Although zoo might, I, if I had to predict it, I think Zoo's probably going to be a Philadelphia 76er. Find that. Although there's a lot of notion there. There's a, the, you know, there's a lot of reporting that indicates Daryl Morey is just willing to bring, James Harden into camp and uh, James Harden is dusting off the fat suit and we'll see where that, where that all winds up. So bon- <laughs> bonus is a big boy. Aiton's a big boy. Yeah. Just yeah. To, to so continue your, continue your point. And Victor so Wembenyama like, is a big boy. Not, not a, yeah, I wouldn't he's call like, him bruising, but he's a big yeah. boy. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, the notion that the Lakers would like to play more two big lineups um, whether that is starting or playing them is I think sensible uh, given the size that we just listed in the Western conference alone. So um, I do kind of wonder uh, if, if, you know, and, and this was, was interesting over the last couple of days as you know, Wood is still kind of waiting for his opportunity and Biombo is waiting for his opportunity. Um, Dan Wookie of the LA times reported that Chicago is now all of a sudden more of a threat to sign Wood because they have more than the minimum to offer by way of that injury exception that they have to work with. To which I would say, and I'm not questioning Dan's reporting here, um, to which I would say, if that was the case, then I think we would have heard a little bit more momentum on that front to this point, right? If Christian Wood had a bigger money offer on the table, then he would have taken it by now. Um, so, so yeah, like we're all just, we're all just kind of we're all just kind of waiting for the Dame trade, the Harden trade, and and the dominoes that fall shortly there, thereafter. Um, but I, I think it does. I think it does warrant a conversation to discuss um, the benefit of of a Christian Wood, the basketball player, uh, him versus Bismack Biombo or or another bruising center if it makes some sense to bring back winning Gabriel and maintain that continuity and all of that good stuff. So uh, let's play some dominoes. What do you think? All right. What, big six? 
<laughs> sure, why not? We don't. Do we have to talk about the Lakers, or we're just gonna play dominoes? We're gonna stream dominoes. us playing dominoes. Off. Like, like I, I just, we have to hold our dominoes up here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I let's start with Christian Wood though, because I think he is the likeliest. Hold on one second. Hold, hold on one second. Yeah. I let's let's frame this because I, there was a lot that you just talked about, and I think it's okay. important. Like for some, I context. did kind of, I did kind of monologue there. My bad. Yeah, no, no, it's it's fine. It's your show, but uh, and it's fine if it's not your show. But I think some context is important here, um, because I always say I used to say on the hook all the time, and it's it's you know one of like the phrases that I'm I'm known for, I guess, and uh, like it's stuff around the league that. I just talk about that, you know, has become what I'm when people there's like a handful of things that I say that people Hennessy is delicious is probably the main one. But I also one I of the other cognac. like one of the other. Yeah, exactly. One of the other axioms about I mean, it's life in general, but about the league is deadlines create activity or create action. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of the reason why you're not hearing stuff right now and there's no like specific movement we'll get to the dame and harden part of it in a second because i think that is a factor but i think that was a bigger factor in things not happening a couple weeks ago because there are like markers in the nba calendar where things happen right there's the Mm -hmm. trade deadline um there's you know you have to by march 1st you have to have your buyout guy in for him to be eligible for the playoffs um you know once the playoffs start two-way guys can't play in the playoffs so they have to be converted that kind of thing um, then the draft is also one of those markers, right? Because if you're good, if you want the draft pick, you're going to need to make the trade now. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, a, a June 30th now where free agency can start. And then there's the sixth with the moratorium ends and people can actually sign. So now the next deadline is this is the time of the NBA calendar where it's just slow, right? Cause the next deadline is you, you want, if you're going to have a guy on your team, you probably want him in for camp. So mm-hmm. the next deadline is the start of training camp which is in i mean depending on which team is mid late ish september right and and a little a little later than mid september so part of the reason maybe while you're not seeing you you mentioned it right the minimum guys are the minimum guys they know what they're getting at this point they know what their offers are so like what difference does it what is the incentive uh for those guys to sign now what difference does it make if they sign now or if they sign before camp, right? It, it behooves them to wait it out as long as possible to see what shakes loose, you know, Dame trade, Harden trade or not. It still behooves them and teams, by the way, to kind of like wait until they need to do something. There isn't like the extra month and a half or two months or so of having somebody like in your program between now and then between now and the start of camp where like, most team personnel this is when they leave to go on vacation anyway i could kind of make sense for both sides not in any individual team or player but players and teams at this point it kind of makes sense to say okay let's kind of see what shakes loose right Mm -hmm. maybe something maybe there's a, a summertime injury and some team becomes more needy at a certain place so they're willing to up their offer to who would have been a minimum guy um yeah like Nikola Mirotic just a couple hours ago became a free agent because his his European club, he's not with them anymore. Does that mean he's coming to the NBA? I don't know. Um, the rumors are he's probably going to sign with a different European team. But like things evolve. Do you think he in- goes to Milwaukee to play with Bobby Porter specifically? <laughs> yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, somebody. I saw people like talking about how great of a fit on Twitter, how great of a fit he'd be with the Warriors. I'm like, they already he got a guy that already punched one dude and got him out of here. So (laughs) maybe he'll feel more comfortable. Um, I don't. I don't think Miritich is a minimum guy, by the way. But um, so I think it does kind of make sense for both sides um, to sort of wait, like irrespective of any bigger moves, Dame trade, Harden trade. Uh, The other thing is about playing two bigs. There's a couple sides of this. I do think the Lakers are going to play two bigs more this year than they did last year. Um, unfortunately, the the options last year were, you know, like DeAndre Jordan started the first game. So, uh, and then Th- Thomas Bryant played, played a finals a game, though. What's that? DeAndre Jordan played in the finals. Uh, he did. Thomas Bryant did not, by the way. Thomas Bryant, who wanted more playing time, went to Denver. I mean, good for him. He got a ring. He was yeah. backing up DeAndre Jordan, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I do think the Lakers are going to play, and it's two things. One, yeah, maybe there's something to the, like, Jokic is just enormous part of it. My response to that, and do you want to prepare for that? My response to that is, like, the physically overwhelming centers in the NBA are Joker and Embiid, pretty much. So do you want to, like, construct a roster, like, specifically to go against those few guys? I in the regular season. Yes, I I admit you have to go against Joker. You're probably going to have to beat Denver if you're going to win the West or have somebody beat them for you. Mm-hmm. But my response to that is like if AD if AD can't guard him, you lose. So like I don't know how much I want somebody else guarding him unless it's to let AD roam as Rui and LeBron did a little bit um in in the playoffs. So but I do think you're going to see a little bit more um too big because for the two reasons. One, AD has said over and over and over he doesn't want to play center full-time. He will when the moments matter, but he doesn't want to full-time. And it's kind of a nod to JaVale and Dwight, who beat up Joker and you know gave him problems in, in that series a couple in in the bubble a couple years ago. It's a different Joker now. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I, the problem with that is that I don't think I don't think Jokic can just like get beat up anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a different joker now. Um, but so that's the, uh, the part that, that as it relates to Rob, whether it's truthful or not, and I do think the Lakers are going to play more two big lineups. I think that's kind of overstated. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Rob's lying. I think he's exaggerating and I think he should be. And the reason is it's clear that the Lakers want another big. Yeah. They may just want another big as a depth piece, not even to play so much, but you don't want perspective guys that have a bunch of options because they're minimum guys and are choosing their situation. You don't want yeah. to tell them you're not playing. You want to intimate that there's, there's, you know, time available for them. So I think some of it is a negotiating tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's using, you know, publicly using the media to get his message out there that if you're a big, there was opportunity to play. If you're a minimum big and you have a bunch of minimum offers other than, you think you have a chance to win with the Lakers other than you want to live in LA, you know, all the wonderful things that come with being a Laker. I think the other op- the other part of it is he's suggesting that maybe you're going to have an opportunity to really play. How much kind of depends, right? And, and what we're going to get into, how well does whoever fit with AD in the times you want to play a too big lineup. Um, but the, the Lakers have invested a lot this off season in wings and mm-hmm. it's probably the strength of their team. And so I don't, I don't, I don't, I think you're going to 
and this is what everybody's wanted, right? Like more big wings. The Lakers don't have enough big wings. And finally you have it. And now we're like, eh, we're switching away from that when it's finally like. I can confirm. That the is, cupboard, that the is, cupboard is the cupboard at least is listeners is not of so this bare. show probably heard that a lot. Right. Um, you know, Vando and Rui and and Prince, like there's a pretty decent stable in LeBron, right? There's a pretty kind of uh switches back and forth between big and wing. There's a pretty decent stable of wings. Now, I would say it's probably the strength of the team. So I think you're gonna want to see those guys and you know, the flyer on Cam Reddish. I think you're gonna want to see for all the people that you know complained that there weren't enough six, seven, six, eight guys on the lakers now there finally are a bunch of six seven six eight six nine guys on the lakers i think we're gonna i think we're gonna see a good a good bit of them so now yeah. i just went on a monologue so i think i think yeah adding a christian wood basically f- like rounds up your your total versatility across the roster you can now do just about you could play just about any way that is necessary, right? You could play a bunch of guards if you want to play a bunch of guards. You could play a bunch of wings if you want to play a bunch of wings. And you can go supersized and still maintain spacing if you do that with Wood and with AD and LeBron. You mentioned, like, the notion that Wood or Biombo or whatever free agent right now is is selecting the best situation for them. Um, and this is where I'm going to come off as a homer, and I'll I'll, I'll cop to that. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at like just situations and if everybody there is some discussion here about like, again, I mentioned Chicago potentially having more to offer because of that injury exception problem there is like, again, like I said, I think that would have happened already or we would have heard more about it. And also the Chicago Bulls are just like hilariously cheap. Um, Jerry Wein- Reinstorf is a shit owner, in my opinion, but like. Um, and, and we don't have to go back and forth on that. One <laughs> <laughs> six titles. Um, yeah. Yeah. He had that Michael guy. Yeah, um, hey, I, oh, hey, Dr. Bus ain't win without Kareem and Magic he, and Kobe. Do, and Dr. Bus, Dr. Bus didn't run Magic Johnson out of town. Mm, no, he did not. <laughs> no, he did right? not. Reinsdorf has Kobe, that. Like, Kobe, Kobe wanted to leave. Did he? No, but Kobe wanted yeah. to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then and and Jerry Buss being like the the freaking G that he was was like, nah, <laughs> we can't trade con- you. I'm not I'm not trying to tell you that Reinsdorf is a good owner, is a great owner, the best owner. He's not a shit owner. He might be kind of cheap. He's not a shit owner. He won six ask, titles. He presided again, over six titles. Ask any Bulls fan that you talk to now how they feel about Jerry Reinsdorf. I well, guarantee yeah, because they've been irrelevant since Jordan left. That's because Jerry Reinsdorf is a shit owner. <laughs> he won six titles. One, he won six titles. No, like Robert Sarver is a shit owner. They've won nothing. He's a terrible human being and he's cheap. That's yeah. Donald Sterling is a shit owner. Okay. So he's <laughs> Jerry Reinsdorf is slightly better than slightly. Donald he won six. He presided over. <laughs> He owned the team while they won six titles. And ran off the reason they won those six titles and has yeah, been irrelevant you're since. You're not wrong about that. You are not wrong about that. And other than Derrick Rose, like two years of Derrick Rose, they've been irrelevant. You're not wrong about that. Still won six titles. Oh, man. This is my favorite. This is the thing that gets me the most fired up that you and I talk about is, is Jerry Reinsdorf. How dare Reinstorf you have me defending Jerry Reinsdorf? How dare you? <laughs> Oh man. All right. Um, 
But yeah, what I was going to say when I was going to sound like a super homer here is I really think this is the best situation for Christian Wood. Um, yeah, you can talk about like Miami could potentially open up more money depending on the trade that they make for Damian Lillard and, and yeah, stuff so like you that. Asked but me about, you asked me about that, right? Because Just me, really, really, yeah, really quick. Uh, really quick, though, like if I were Christian Wood's team, and I was looking to you mean like re- his representation and yeah, like his his, his yeah, team, okay, like yeah, 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 all you know yeah. his 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 peeps. Wow, I said that was that was that was white that was white people stuff right there. Sure that was, was. that was. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> what I meant by that was like the little candy birdies and stuff. Sure. His like his little marshmallow friend. Didn't you had Kirk on the other day? Didn't Kirk say that? Uh, how am I going to put this? Uh, sensitive. His 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 representation was like sensitive and was like Whew. sending stuff, DMing random fans and media people. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I think I yeah. heard that. It's kind of a which is why on playback you were like, well, never mind. Go ahead. All right. So, um, I I think though, like if you're Christian Wood's team, if you're the people advising Christian Wood, I think the Lakers is the best place to rehab his image and the narrative surrounding him right now. The disinterest in towing the line as Dan Wojcicki phrased it in his article the other day, the empty stats that, um, and that, and that claim about him, um, that has followed him throughout his career, the ineffectiveness on defense and, and how that gets highlighted depending on which situation he's playing in all of that stuff. There are, there, there are counters to that with the Lakers. You're not great on defense. Cool. You're going to be next to a fucking pterodactyl and Anthony Davis. You're not your 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 numbers are kind of empty or whatever. Well, they won't be if you're scoring in second units and keeping the Lakers afloat when either AD or LeBron are sitting. Um, your your the 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 disinterest in towing the line and all of that stuff. Yeah, the Lakers have a ready-made culture and they've developed one with LeBron and AD and with Darvin Ham and 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 what they built last year. Like all of that stuff. If you're just talking about basketball situation, this is a clear win. I think for, for, for wood, if that is the direction that he's uh, going in here. And also the Lakers have a track record of rehabilitating those narratives about players, right? We just saw Dennis Schroeder go from a, a veterans minimum kind of contract after being a joke and almost being out of the league. He goes from that to making 13 mil with the Toronto Raptors. Um, Good Malik Monk. Yeah, Malik Monk, right, was was a minimum guy that the Lakers brought in. He makes $10 million and and launches himself into a really fun playoff run that we saw from him last year, right? Like the Lakers have this track record on and off the court of of allowing players to improve their Kyle Kuzma is a good player. I really like Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. He's a freaking like Instagram like influence or whatever like yeah in part because yeah. he won a championship with the lakers like I mean, it, he it worked even before that right and and austin you know i'm, I'm not gonna get in austin's pockets but austin has a very nice uh shoe deal what yeah. yeah but also he has a if you if you're driving around la for for those uh listening oh, yeah. watching in la he uh yeah he has uh, a handful of billboards for uh i think it's drake law firm i believe it is it's a, yeah. it's a law firm and he got a very, very nice sum of money to uh, yeah, have, and a, have his picture up on the billboards and do one appearance. So shout out Austin. That's what I mean, though. Is it like if yeah, you're, but if I think you're we need to separate to... the on-court part of it and the opportunity for all the things that 
are connected because you're a Laker, right? They like, I think like, so whoever cut, why? Because there's a difference between the benefit of being a Laker off the floor and all the like endorsement stuff that comes with that and um, rehabbing your on court, not your image on court, but rehabbing your value, right? As, as Dennis has done, uh, because the first time Dennis left, he was still almost out of the league. Um, Look, some people are just too far gone, JD. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 